What are you listening to for the next half hour? Think again, my friend. How, how, how do we how do we explain Tesla to children without encouraging that they torture animals? A man with a mustache decided to fight Nazis. I think it's thinking again, my friend. Tortured more. <laughs> your show of shows, except it's different from the show that is called your show of shows. And Substantially, there has to be some joke around that show name that we don't understand anymore. It's lost to time. Or to some broadcasting museum somewhere. I, you know, it's probably on Nick at Night. Uh, relatedly, I'm Mike Sugarbaker. And will the panelists uh, please introduce themselves, uh, starting to my left? I'm Brendan Adkins, and I'm your show of show of show of shows. Shows? <laughs> That's right. where we ended up. Okay. There's, a degenerate, there's a generation loss. <laughs> Hi. I'm Kristen McCurdy, and I've learned today that if you have trouble trying to use the children's section of the library, it's okay to be the first person to start screaming. Uh, I'm Ed Hawkins, and uh, I believe that I am the emperor of the moon. Huh. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll check that. We'll check that out. Please, and please our, get back. Our fact-checking staff is on it. Yeah. Uh, we're talking today about electricity and cake, uh, which are two topics. It's a double topic. They're, they're two topics. I think you'll find that they're two different topics. That I well, I was trying to sell that like they're not. They're uh, not unrelated. Like the last time we did two topics, they were related, and I think the relationship is less clear this time. Mm. But I'm just trying to make sure, like, we didn't just pick up two topics that we thought were not good enough on their own and mush them together. That's not how we work around here. Definitely yeah. not. No. Yeah. Okay. We have integrity and values. I mean, I have only what, what? once made a cake without Positive the aid of electricity, so <laughs> I, I consider them pretty related. <laughs> What what was the time that you made a cake without electricity? Um, we made a I, I think when I was at, when I was at camp, um, we uh, we made a we made a cake that was like an upside down cake or something mm. uh, in a Dutch oven over okay. a fire. Oh, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, so we definitely made rice krispie treats with the aid of an open fire because yeah. all you have to do is you just know gotta melt the marshmallows melt and some stuff and yeah. then set it out for a right. while yeah, the upside down uh, dutch oven cake is a boy scout staple mm. well i didn't go to boy scout camp because that was not allowed then but uh <laughs> you can go now I, though i did go to i i went to a religious camp uh sponsored by an institution that is very closely affiliated with the boys mm -hmm. boy scouts and in fact it was like opposite like Boy the Scout camp. Like the shadow Boy Scouts. Yeah. No, like the Boy Scout camp was like 15 miles away and the girls all went to girls camp. The Mormon church does not have a boys camp, but they do have a girls camp. And it's always like, at least in our ward, it was at the same time what? as Boy Scout camp. Oh, okay. So there's not a Mormon camp because the boys are presumed to be going to some non-Mormon camp. They're going to scout camp. Okay, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Mormon, okay. Mormon leader, uh, scout, uh, Boy Scout leadership is something like 75 percent Mormon. Mm. Yeah, Mormon run these days. Okay, that's there used to be. When that I, is a big part of the reason that their politics are what they are. Okay, although they are changing, obviously. Yes. yes. Um, I have a question I want to ask that has nothing woke. to do essentially with electricity or cake. Okay, uh, and that question is, when did I first meet Brendan? I bet it was the first time you were on the show. It was the 
first recording I did to this show was the first episode, Animals in Space, yes. in July mm. of 2010. Mm. Mm. Is that really true? That is totally mm. true, yeah. Because to um, me, it's lost in the mists of time. No, I was in town for um, some sort of tomfoolery. Mm. And, um, tomfoolery. Tomfoolery. That makes sense. And one of, these, one of these things was scheduled, and I was asked if I wanted to participate. And I believe Kristen said something like, this guy Brendan's coming. Um, you may have seen him on Twitter or at a party, and I said, I don't know. And then he showed up and he had glasses, and I didn't know who he was. Well, <laughs> that's because Brendan's Superman. So, mm, mm-hmm. yeah. No. You had seen him in that capacity, but. Well, that makes sense. It checks out. That's a delightful yeah. factoid. Yeah. <laughs> and, and all it took was. Um, two things to take away. All it took was, uh, what is it, 2017? So, seven more years to get me back on. And it's been seven years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. This show has been technically around for a while. Technically. Yeah. It, technically correct is the best kind of correct. Right? I, I remember when this was the show that was my new podcast. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> because mm. I've been doing my old one for a couple of years. Yeah. So. yeah. Supplementary question. How many times have I been on a podcast? Uh, three now, I think? Twice. Oh, okay. Counting this one? Yep. This is uh, the second time. All right. Oh, any podcast? You've got any a great podcast face for podcasting. I have the best face for podcasting. <laughs> three eyes, six noses, and one tooth. I bet when, when Clark Kent gets accused of being Superman, he, he does, in fact, say that's a delightful factoid. Great, <laughs> <laughs> right, Scott. I do actually have a question about yes. either electricity or cake, and I'll Please. stop on the top of the list. Lightning is a discharge of electricity in the atmosphere that can travel at the speed of light and reach nearly 54,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. How long would it take to cook one package of Pillsbury Moist Supreme Classic Yellow Premium Cake Mix in two eight-inch rounds using lightning? Um, what kind of level of time precision is the uh, answer in? Presumably whatever's on the back of the box. <laughs> okay, so... I'll give you a hint. 350 degrees for 34 to 38 minutes. Okay, I'm going to say how long it takes lightning to cook uh, two eight-inch rounds of, uh, of your standard cake mix is under one minute. Under one minute is accurate, as are most over-under guesses. You, you said to the degree of specificity, <laughs> it was on the box. Mm. So, so the answer is... It's the most accurate so far. That's what you're saying. That is the most accurate answer so far. All right. Kristen, do you have a guess? Um, um, 17 minutes. 17 minutes. That's a good guess. I'm going to say, trick question, you don't actually have to cook Pillsbury uh, cake mix. Uh, that is weird. I have suck it down raw. I have tried that. I don't recommend it. Uh, well, if you if you take it mathematically, the calculation is three hundred and fifty uh, Fahrenheit for what uh, thirty four to thirty eight minutes, which is two thousand forty or twenty two eighty seconds, at a ratio of point zero zero six five temperature differential percentage. Mm-hmm. That's thirteen point two six seconds. Thirteen point two six six seconds to fourteen point. Eight two seconds. That Are, long, really? That long at yeah. fifty four thousand degrees Fahrenheit. Now I will point out that that cake would be inedible. Yeah, no, you would. You would <clears> yeah. The outside would be much too burnt before. Presumably, it would have exploded. Presumably, glass. Yeah. <laughs> also, if you have the ability to um, capture lightning um, to make a cake, why are you? Just using like candy. Like I just feel like that's a it's a well, special uh, occasion. Science. Okay, Some people but it's a special it. occasion. Some people prefer the taste of lightning. <sighs> I mean, I like I like yeah. I like Pillsbury cinnamon rolls. To be honest with you, um, and, mm-hmm. and and the biscuits and stuff. Like I'm not like anti Pillsbury, but I just feel like it would be such a special occasion that I would feel like 
I need to like bust out the best possible from scratch cake recipe. Oh, for sure. I mean, listen, but maybe that's just like my like social anxiety no, talking. Nobody, nobody. I don't want to go to a party and be like, "This is my lightning cake." Well, okay. <laughs> I ran out of time to mix up the batter, so. Nobody is suggesting that lightning is uh, the preferred methodology for cooking Pillsbury. What did I say? Uh, Pillsbury Moist Supreme Classic Yellow Premium Cake. Uh, because clearly, <clears throat> the I mean, only, it's certainly not the one that I use. The only industrial use of uh, lightning is time travel. That we know of. Yeah. Right. I mean, honestly, it's a, it's a really special occasion. Skip the cake, just get the funfetti. Right. Going right. with the spoon. Oh. Now, yeah. see, in my in my research, quote unquote, I came across something called funfetti. I don't know what that is, but it, it comes up in a lot of Pillsbury recipes. It's a, it's it's a mixture basically of sprinkles, sugar. right? It's like if you let sprinkles get soggy in sugar mm -hmm, for a mm -hmm. long time. I see. It's like if icing had mm -hmm. more of a texture. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. that sounds yeah. okay. Mm -hmm. Good, good. It's like yeah. if you added sugar to sugar somehow. I want to get like a large container of sugar. Yeah. yeah. I want to get like a big container of it and then get lightning to fuse it <laughs> somehow into just... Into caramel? Yeah, well, I suppose you would That's get caramel and you, you would get your superpower. Hyper right? fast, yeah. hyper fast caramel. Mm-hmm. The kind of caramel that can run faster than the speed of light. Yeah. I uh, did a Google image search to help you. Oh, wow. This looks terrible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Funfetti looks like, a, looks like a clown orgasm. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I think we can end the show now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Podcasting is actually a very yeah. visual medium. Does anyone, <laughs> does anyone glass taught me that. Does anyone got a bell to ring? Uh, here's a question. About Ferran Adria, uh, by some lights the father of molecular gastronomy, although he did not name, he did not coin that term. Mm. Uh, and actually, this is a question about uh, Albert Adria, who is his brother, who was the pastry chef at his uh, flagship restaurant El Bulli on the coast of Spain for all those many years. El Bulli, that's how you say it. I thought it was El Bougie, and I yeah, was like, no. of course. <laughs> no, if I was opening a molecular gastronomy restaurant, that's how I would spell it. Sure. But. Um, so they had a cake recipe where they um, mixed up a cake batter that was specially formulated to go into a standard uh, sort of seltzer uh, siphon thing. What's the name of it? Seltzer? A seltzer bottle that you actually charge. A oh, seltzer yeah. bottle? Yeah, and spray seltzer out of. And they would put cake batter into there, and, and to make you know a, a serving of cake, they would spray it into a, a cup, and then electricity got involved. How? Uh, the answer is that um, they were punished. <laughs> For doing this by taser. This is this is the milgram experiment, right? Yes. Will you eat That's this? what you get for if molecular you, gastronomy. If you will eat this molecular gastronomy at $75 per serving, you will get an increasingly large shark. 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 You will get an increasingly large shark. Stop talking about sharks. Oh, yeah, we can't. <laughs> Did you miss that whole part? We yeah. can't do that on the show. on the arc shake. Right. We're not going to discuss it. Shock. Okay. Kristen, do you have a guess? A raw shark. <laughs> oh, the piss shark. You put it back in the oven for five minutes? I want it to be a really, really mundane answer. Okay. Like, this is molecular gastronomy, but no, seriously, just 355 minutes. <laughs> 110 volts to a hot plate. That's how it gets finished. <laughs> I'm going to say that a static electricity, static electric charge is um, produced, which creates. Uh, Polarizing field, which each with each of the foam cells, and increases the body and volume of the foam. Jordy LaForge guesting on the podcast this yes. week. Well, <laughs> inter <laughs> interestingly, you might be the closest. 
Um, That's just natural. <laughs> but uh, the, what they did is they put it in the microwave. Microwave is not electricity. That is a microwave. No, oh, but you run it with electricity. Well, certainly. All kinds of things run on electricity. Yeah, that's why. Podcast, I mean, that's why for instance. I, yeah, that's why I said the oven. They put it in the microwave. They put it in the microwave, yeah. And uh, microwaves, have, as, of course, as you know, they generate steam. And uh, they firm up. Uh, they would cook the, the batter and also, you know, help further inflate the, uh, the carbon dioxide bubbles. Hmm, interesting. So there's, yeah. So Kristen's, Kristen's idea was not boring enough. <laughs> you should have gone more mundane. Lesson learned. T tell that to my fifth grade teacher. It's a pro mistake. <laughs> so uh, I've got a question for you about occasions when we might have cake. Okay. Uh, how many times was Thomas Edison married? 18. That's one answer. I'm going 18 as well. No, I'm going, um, I'm going 19. You seem very confident, but if it's closest without going over, then I'm, I'm okay. He had a certain frequency. <laughs> Tell me more, Kenneth. Three. Ah, uh, Kristen is the closest. Ah, oh. but none of you are the closest without going over. He was married twice. Oh. When he was married, when he was 24, he married 16-year-old Mary Stillwell. She died at 29. When he was 39, he married 20-year-old Mina Miller, who would eventually outlive him. The editors of the source from which I gleaned this information felt it important to note that Edison generally preferred spending time in the laboratory to being with his family. Um, my follow-up question, of course, is how many times was Nikola Tesla married? Oh, I'm going to say zero. Never. Never. He was married to science. Wake up, sheeple. He was secret gay married to Albert Einstein. They had a baby. Well, that makes total Named sense. Named Nikobert, who lives in Sweden and controls the free energy cartel. Oh. Okay. Okay. This. It's on YouTube. Hmm. Hashtag free energy. <laughs> Hashtag, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, 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 have, I have a question. Um, what year was the first uh, chocolate cake uh, recipe published? Oh. Uh, continental or American? Did you make that up? No. <laughs> Published recipe books in continental Europe go back to oh, oh, the uh, 15th century <clears throat> or earlier. Okay. Well, this book is called American. I did Cake. not know that. <laughs> the book that is in front of me, from what, which I just this is radio. Skipped. How am I supposed to know what's in front uh, of you? The 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 the, the, <laughs> the author is Anne Byrne, B Y R N. Okay. Huh. First American published cake recipe. Chocolate cake. Cho oh, good yes. point. Chocolate cake. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's an interesting... Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Chocolate cake is the operative here. So there had to be publishing. It would have to be post-Dutch cocoa process. It had to be... I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to say 1822. I'm, I'm going to go 1823. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go uh, 1955. What? Yeah. Uh, I am not good enough at math <laughs> to figure out which one of you is closest but the answer is 1886 mm -hmm. it wasn't me uh yeah Clo they closed the con they closed the civil war with a chocolate cake recipe <laughs> there was a there was excellent a job everybody 1847 cookbook that involved a grated chocolate uh grated into a spice cake um mm. But later, somebody decided to stir melted chocolate into a cake batter, and that. And there I was. The rest is history. there I was. And the name of that technical innovator and disruptor is lost to history, um, or no, published. No, no, I should say her name. 
Sarah Rohrer. She was a dietitian. Uh, Naturally. The... Um, she was a ladies' home journal columnist and director of the Philadelphia Cooking School, and the uh, cake recipe ran in Mrs. Rohrer's Philadelphia Cookbook. Um, the spice cake recipe was in Eliza Leslie's 1847 cookbook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned Dutch Process. Was Dutch Process involved in this? It doesn't sound like it. So the Dutch process was a way to... um, uh, Turn cocoa into powder? Turn cocoa into powder, essentially, so it could be shipped. Yeah. Plot element in The Fault in Our Stars, for some reason. Whoa. Really? Yeah. Did not know that. I heard that book was almost called uh, The Dutch Process. (laughs) (laughs) But it was... um, Too many people thought it was porn. The fault lies not with the... With the Dutch process, but with ourselves. Something about the Deutsch process gets lost in translation. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, sure, I got a question. Well, but I was... <laughs> Rick Silver, the creator of the electric slide dance, is an accompanied pianist and Broadway performer. He played Jacques von Schmidt in East Side Zombies and is starring in Silent Times playing the waiter. Both films were directed by Christopher Anino. Rick grew up in Stonington and graduated from Connecticut College and National Theater Institute. He is also an alum of Mitchell College in New London, Connecticut. How many steps are in the electric glide? I have been taught it, specifically by the song. I'm going to say... We'll, we'll fix that in post. I'm going to say 11. <laughs> 11. 11. Interesting. 11 steps. I've never heard this song. Uh, I'm going to go with 10. Switching it up on you. 11 and 10. 12. 12. Interesting. Um, Thanks, friends. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, the answer may surprise you. There are many variations. Uh, um, the original choreography has 22 steps. Oh, that's that spells hit right there. Yeah. Variants include the freeze with 16 steps, cowboy motion with 24 steps, cowboy boogie also 24 steps. All cowboy variations of electric glide include I think 24 steps. I've really only learned the cowboy versions. I and the electric that. slide too. No. Electric boogaloo. Uh, <laughs> unclear, but that's only 18 steps. Um, uh, the sequel added two steps. I have. N- on one occasion, dance the electric slide poorly. I was very drunk. <laughs> okay. Which well, is different than normal. I I'm normally not. I'm in Kentucky, so. <laughs> you're, you're absolved. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I, sorry, what were you going to say? Nothing. Nothing. Everything's fine. I feel terrible every time this happens. <laughs> I think we should just do an entire podcast that's apologetic whispering. Whispering apologies. <laughs> Welcome to the ASMR podcast. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I am so sorry. I forgot about that. <laughs> I have to scroll to my next question. First, first majority dude ASMR podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Patrick Buckley and Lily Binns are the authors of a book, The Hungry Scientist Handbook. It contains a, a number of recipes that uh, get up to the sciencey business. Not so much the molecular gastronomy, but um, just uh, crazy stunt cooking uh, of the nature which I'm about to elucidate. They wanted to make a cake 
that you didn't have to set on fire to light it up for somebody's birthday. So they wanted to have they wanted to use LEDs. So they needed to have some way to make edible uh, circuits, something that would be conductive and carry enough electricity to the LEDs to light them up so that you could then just pluck the LEDs off. I was going to say, do you eat the LEDs no. too? No, no, no. You don't eat the candles either. So they're in the clear. Are those organic LEDs? What? Are those organic LEDs? Okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I mean, once you pluck the LEDs off, the conductive stuff that's left on the cake, apart from the power source, presumably. Um, I can't believe this. This is incredible. There is... is um, you can uh, you can cut it off. What did they do to make the cake to make the conductive yet edible portions of the cake? Did they use edible gold leaf? Did they use edible silver leaf? Did they use edible bronze leaf? No, that's that one's silly. Uh, or did they use um, something else? First of all, Edible Silverleaf was the name of my uh, first Dungeons and Dragons character. Uh, How is Edible spelled? <laughs> I'm, I'm wearing I'm wearing Edible Gold Leaf right now, oh. and that's all. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say trick question. Looks fetching, by the way. Podcasting's a visual medium. <laughs> <laughs> trick question. They made it out of meat. Oh, mm. is meat can do? I mean, muscles you, do yeah, something. I, yeah. yeah, yeah. I conduct electricity. I am mostly meat. That's true. That's true, but if we stick an LED into you and then you have to hold a battery, nothing happens. They could also make it out of water. Yeah. Salt water. Yeah. Sure. Uh, just cut into that. Why? Aluminum foil. Why not just a potato? Put a potato in your cake. Those those generate electricity. They don't they don't conduct it. Or yeah. You conduct you you connect the lights directly to the potato. We're really Get expanding all, the definition yeah. of cake here. Get rid of all the cake. Just a potato with a light in it. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, you spud fucker. They actually did write edibles. They wrapped edible silver leaf, which is a thing in Indian desserts, around string licorice. Interesting. Mm. I didn't think you could eat silver. Okay. Yeah, I was going to, I was, though I was under the same impression. I, yeah. I would have, I would have assumed that silver was toxic. A little won't hurt. Yeah, a little won't hurt. I think it's similar to like gold on desserts. Sure. Um, and like, although the, the one picture they have here suggests that the way you would slice this cake is like you would get a whole strand of it. Well, I mean, and gold's in I don't know. And yeah. inactive. Silver is the opposite Different. of that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It Was, says here that they tried to make a frosting out of the uh, conductive gel that, that they will put on you when they want to stick electrodes on you. For well, that sounds terrible. EKGs That's the things. worst thing I've ever heard. Yeah, in my and they life. said it really did not taste good. Um, <laughs> it would. Did, did, I mean, that doesn't sound like it would require science to figure out. <laughs> is the medical gel tasty? No, it's not. It's yeah, clearly not tasty. It's, it's, it's imposed, composed entirely of silicon and whatever turns it blue. It, it's, it's just lube. Oh, wow, maybe it does taste good. <laughs> does ice conduct electricity? It's a real question. Uh, if, like if you mm, put enough particulates in it. You know, what kind of ice? Well, salt water will water ice. Okay. I I believe that water with a sufficient amount of sodium to conduct electricity adequately will not freeze. Mm. Is that really true? I know it is a lower freezing point. I'm not certain. To the science van. Yeah. It's just the van part. (laughs) It says science on the side. It's not even our van. (laughs) There are other particulates you can dissolve in water. We haven't done the experiment to see if it's our van yet. Mm, Yeah. Uh... I just got to test everything. Yeah. All right. Kristen, do you have a question? No. Okay. Brenda, do you have a question? 
<laughs> I have a question. It's about cake, but not electricity. Right. Where is the world's oldest complete intact cake? Not a slice, but a full cake. And why does it have a crack in the side? Iced or not? It is iced. I know the answer to this, but I have... It has escaped my memory just yeah, now because I just read an article about the point of this trivia show. Yeah. <laughs> not the answers. Oh. oh, oh, right. You're supposed to be funny. Oh, <laughs> you should have invited somebody else. Ed didn't come here to make jokes. Ed came yeah. to win. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about whining. I mean, winning, winning. Mm. Huh? Is this a like a fossilized cake of some kind? I mean, it's uh, apparently. It has been tested with a syringe and is still moist. Mm. Moist. Whoa. I don't think you'd want to eat it. Is it in Pompeii? <laughs> That's a great guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm forced to presume it's the first production model Twinkie. Mm. Still awesome. kept for control purposes. Yes. They can't destroy it. <laughs> can't destroy it. It's the it's the prime. It's, it's a Dorian prime. Gray situation. <laughs> that Twinkie. <laughs> Uh, like Egypt. Mm. That would be awesome. <laughs> I can't even like speak in sentences anymore. I'm just, <laughs> uh, displayed in the just Willis, gonna throw out proper nouns. In the Willis Museum in Basingstoke, England, and dates back to 1898. 1898. It was a family bakery that kept going for several generations. A C.H. Philpot family mm. bakery. It was kept under a glass bell up until 1964, when the owner did it to a museum. Uh, it was found actually in an attic. And she was the, the, the heir to this bakery. The bakery is no longer an aberration, but she was going, getting older and closer to death and was afraid somebody would find it in her attic and believe that she had been jilted. <laughs> and left at the altar and kept the cake forever. She's like, no, that did not happen. That, uh, that is an unusual concern. Right? My primary concern would be somebody would go into my attic and see a perfectly preserved cake and then consume it. Mm. Ooh, free attic cake. Right? <laughs> I don't know if it would kill you or not. It would not feel good. Um, you just have to suck on it. You get a stick in a pouch in yeah, your mouth, a like, a, like a swab of tobacco, yeah. and just let the saliva soak into it, and then... Mm. And, and then get mushy. your get your spittoon. And then gum it because your presumably if you're up in an attic looking for cake, you don't have teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you might be a rat. Um, the reason it has a crack in the size, specifically in the icing, is because of the blitz. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Hitler. Nice. It survived the blitz. Hitler's ruining everything. I feel like this is that is a story that some of our family members should probably never hear. Um, there are definitely people in my family who should never hear that story because they will be like, okay, we can't. This is literally the reason that we can't throw things away. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but this doesn't need to be in our basement. No, but a museum, a yeah. museum might want. Put that under a glass bell. <laughs> This half-squeezed tube of toothpaste someday. <laughs> it's going to be very important to future generations. I just know it. If you throw stuff away, you're guaranteed not to get anything in the museum. See? See? It's, it's you, like you, a, you miss 100% of the... Uh, of the shots you don't take. Yeah, yeah. Always drive by the front because you might get Rockstar parking. You don't know. That's what the handicap sticker That's what, That one I lost everybody on. That's, yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't know that one. Uh, are we out of questions? No. No, no Brenda's like rich in questions. Tom's got some. Not me. Tom's I'm got just, some too, just yeah. here skimming old, old stuff. Old, old Benny Franklin? You, yeah. know, you know Benny Franklin. You know Benny, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Heard of yeah. him. Yakety Sax, all that. Uh, he's well known for inventing, discovering, or introducing uh, quite a lot of things, not the least of which is his pioneering experimentation on electricity. What cake is he credited with popularizing? 
Whoa. Mm. Did not did I not put, expect that question to go there. I put them together. Cake and electricity. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to venture the German chocolate cake. German chocolate cake. Uh, he was not a fan of the Hamburgs, is my recollection. Oh. I'm going to say it's a uh, quote-unquote layer cake, and it's actually a sex position. That's <laughs> my answer. The old mini. Yeah. The old mini sex one, too. Uh, I'm going to go with turkey cake. Turkey cake. Fascinating question. Fascinating answer. <laughs> turkey cake. How is, how, so give me, give me a shot on that. How's the turkey cake made? What's it's in a turkey? A, Other than turkey, what's in a turkey? It's a layer cake? cake also, but it's not a sex. I mean, turkey cake is, turkey cake also is totally a sex, a sex position, move. but I'm talking about the cake. I turkey cake twice last night. All by myself. <laughs> you're, you're, you're more flexible than you look. It's not about flexibility. It's about intent and desire. Will. Willpower. Just absolute willpower. Sure. Uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's, like, it's like a it's a layer cake. Uh, and the icing is uh, just a... Um, Turkey, so turkey confit. You put some bread on top and the bottom. Mayonnaise and <laughs> turkey in the middle. Yeah, and you eat it while you... Uh, I've always been uncomfortable with sandwiches that had extra pieces of bread in the middle. And I'm now going to start asserting that they are actually layer cakes. Yeah. <laughs> Big Mac's just a layer cake. Yeah. Just a beef cake. Savory yeah. layer cake. All cake is a sandwich. All cake is... No. Well, that's no. a, oh, God. That's no. a dangerous road. <laughs> We're going to get taken off of iTunes again. If we get on that road. By me. <laughs> <laughs> I will file a complaint. <laughs> so, uh, the answer, for what it's worth, if anybody gives, gives a damn, is uh, the Johnny Cake. Also called the Journey Cake or the Hoe Cake. Uh, also a sex position. Nothing to do with prostitutes. Yeah. That's three different sex positions. <laughs> They're all compatible, though. They all use toes. <laughs> He's, he's, he's not well remembered for his uh, his sex position diagram book. but uh, it's, Not here, it's but in France? In France? Yeah. In France, yeah. 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 Everybody's a sex hero in France. <laughs> <laughs> Libertine. Yeah. What happens if we use this break time to experiment with editing? Will we lose everything? No. It's hard to say. No, it's hard to say. <laughs> I mean, what's 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 the consistent and chronic problem with the, with disambiguation? It's hard to say. Mm -hmm. I just heard you guys How mention. Long have you been thinking of that? Only just a few seconds. Um, as a dad, these kinds of dad jokes come to me <laughs> naturally and easily. I've been gifted with a certain amount of genetic predisposition to terrible jokes on account of my <clears throat> dadness. I just heard you guys mention Wolfram Alpha as I was going into the bathroom, which is also hard to say. Apparently, Wolfram Alpha. Wolfram Alpha as I walked to the bathroom. As I was walking to the bathroom, that's what Wolfram I heard Alpha somebody as say. I was walking to the bathroom. I don't know why. And uh, <clears throat> I realized, oh, Wolfram Alpha is sounds like somebody's sexting name. <laughs> and then I remembered when sexting names were a thing and what an innocent time that was. I know. I know. People had whole different names for sexting. It was a whole deal with one the, man uh, did. Yeah, a one man guy whose name already means penis. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Anthony Weiner. Ah, yes. Carlos Danger. Mm -hmm. <sighs> like, he made up that sexting names were a thing, and he came up with the worst possible one. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like Tony Dick's a pretty good sexting name to start with. <laughs> That's a good porn name. <laughs> Those are different things, you know? Wait, porn name versus... Slightly, uh, they're adjacent genres. They're adjacent genres? 
my 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 pornography uh, alias is Dirk Thundercock. That you you grew up on Thundercock Street. <laughs> I did. I grew up on Thundercock Street. <clears throat> and your your first dog's name was Dirk. And my first name's dog. Yeah, my first name's dog was Dirk. Thanks everybody for coming to think again, my friend. The show where we just, just took a break. We're just and coming back from back. our break. What do the following things have in common? He said abruptly, changing the subject. <laughs> These things. An 1849 ballet performance at Her Majesty's Theatre in London. An 1855 naval attack on Kinburn during the Crimean War. An 1863 celebration of Union victories in Boston. And the fountains at Versailles during Queen Isabella's royal visit to visit Napoleon III in 1864. And the initial question was, what are those things have in common? That's correct. I'm going to say police actions. Probably true. Less publicized then. Uh, the power outages? There were there wasn't power for all those times, were there? That's a, that's an answer. Did Napoleon have uh, electricity? Does Napoleon? What third? if Napoleon had had electricity? <laughs> all right, go on. That would have been his Waterloo. Um, uh, um, the there 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 was the same kind of cake. It was pound cake. Good guesses, everyone. Mm. Uh, Mike was the closest. They were all illuminated by electric light. Oh. Uh, before they were incandescent light bulbs, they had arc lights uh, going way back to the mm-hmm. 19th century. Sodium arc lights. Yeah, well, these were carbon, actually. Carbon they arc were lights. Charcoal that burned real fast. <laughs> and then they managed to replace those with, uh, with Coke, with a much harder uh, coal element byproduct. Um, and they had to use uh, all kinds of weird devices, including very noxious acidic power cells. Um, but yeah, they, they were said to be as glaring as the sun, the lights those, in question. Those lights, oh. those theatrical lights of the early electrical age were, they had a, they had a certain ness to them, a, a, a kind of thisness that- uh, <laughs> Je ne sais quoi. It, well, some, some sort of je ne sais quoi. It's really similar to what uh, people complain about now about the difference between Film oh, and digital. Oh, okay. um, there were uh, there were a lot of people at the time who were like, oh, well, you know, the sodium arc lights are the best ones. Oh, the carbon arc lights. They give a certain blueness or white starkness to it. Sure. Theater nerds. I don't have any more questions. All right. Well, I thought of one. Okay. So we all know that Marie Antoinette never said the thing yeah. about yeah. Uh, the cake. Electricity. She never... <laughs> I don't know if she ever said anything about electricity. Um, she was really out of touch with what was cool, <laughs> um, <laughs> as well as with what her her um, constituents needed. Um, where does what's the first source of that that anecdote? Benjamin that trope, Fra- Benjamin Franklin's will. sex manual. <laughs> close, close actually. Should I try and blame Sofia Coppola or? Sure, I, I blame Thomas Jefferson. Uh, which it, which American founding father was responsible for this horrible lie? It actually comes from the Confessions of Rousseau, um, but he never oh. names her. He oh. uh, he attributes it to a a great princess, and the quote is actually "qui mange de la brioche," which is brioche is a luxury bread uh, mm. enriched with butter and eggs, not really a cake, um, but still was the point of the quote was. Uh, to you know, reflect her poor understanding of the situation, um, and that was published around the time of the French Revolution. Um, but he was not really considered to be like he is not considered to have been a a very um, reliable yeah. <laughs> reporter of facts. So um, anyway, 
I'm pretty sure the first time it entered my life as an anecdote was a uh, Fig Newton commercial, mm. Um, mm. which also was not cake. Fuck Fig Newtons. Or, or good, frankly. Fuck Fig Newtons. I'm, I'm on that platform. Fug, fug Newtons are the worst. Yeah. I vaguely remember that. Yeah, and they are they're, they're, they're godless. You can get strawberry Newtons. Strawberry Newtons are worth eating. Yeah, what? or the they raspberry, the raspberry ones. The raspberry ones are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. do they still make just, those? Well, there are those Nutrigrain bars, which are essentially long fig Newtons mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah. um, with flake on it. Also godless. Yeah. I know uh, they're frequently attempted to convince us those were food. Yeah. I enjoy those a great deal, mm-hmm. and you can all go to hell. My 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 mother frequently tried to get us to eat fig Newtons when I was a child because, in her mind, figs were healthy. <laughs> and I think, I think perhaps because I refused to eat them, that was a further indication that they were yeah. healthy and not junk food. Mm-hmm. Um, they are terrible. I yep. do hate them. I do not care for figs either. I Oh, fresh figs I love. No, fresh figs are wasps. wonderful, but, uh, well, yes, but that's not just a bonus. Um, Every fig has a wasp in it. Metaphorically. Uh, they are full of white Anglo-Saxon Protestants. It's the story of our time. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, fresh figs, which I didn't ever have until I was an adult, um, I find quite wonderful if they're just right in the right season. But God, like fig jam in mm. a cook? No. Mm-mm. No, nope, don't mm-hmm. care for it. It's just sand. It's just sand. It's, it's just, it's just, jelly. it yeah. is just so mean. <laughs> Uh, I, a fig fell on my truck last year, and um, because I didn't clean it off, it got really hard and stuck there, and I think that's terrible. You should not have eaten it. You should not have eaten it after it... Uh, it was dried. It could have made it to a museum, Ed. It could have made it to the fig museum. <laughs> could have left that truck where it was. The museum, the museum yeah. of figs what fall on trucks. I feel like I should have a cool follow-up question about Rousseau, but I don't. Um, Rene Rousseau? I think I first heard Let, Let Them Eat Cake from Looney Tunes cartoons, which was unhelpful because they would say it for absolutely no reason at all. There was a lot of And you were like, Tunes. let's just, let's, that sounds good. Yeah. Just Where any I, question. I failed to see cake. the downside here. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it was just another way to say, apparently for a while as slang, it was kind of another way to say, fuck them. There must have been, yeah, there must have been some early 20th century American popular fiction that introduced it as uh there was my my mother's first exposure to the concept was uh there was a book called the queen's confession Mm. it was written by uh, victoria holt and it was kind of a it was the um it was it was the sophia coppola uh (laughs) (laughs) um sympathetic rendering of marie antoinette of its time and um apparently that book was quite popular the band cake yeah. Mm. <laughs> was formed in 1991 when lead vocalist John McRae, a Sacramento, California native who had moved to Los Angeles with the band, only to see it quickly crumble around him, <laughs> returned to Sacramento, which is perhaps the first instance of anybody returning to Sacramento for something better. <laughs> <laughs> who played electric guitar for Cake? Was it A, John McRae, B, Zan McCurdy, C, Gabe Nelson, or D, no one really cares about cake. <laughs> well, the answer is D, but Sam McCurdy plays uh, guitar for them now. Yeah, and it's not John McRae. He plays acoustic guitar, and cake is a good band. All those questions, all those answers are probably wrong. Uh, My answer is spoon. Uh, spoon. <laughs> yeah, I actually didn't write down the answer. The whole band spoon gets together and plays electric guitar for it cake. It makes sense. But I think I think Kristen's right. I think Sam McCurdy is the current one. John McRae yeah, was jo- the lead Yeah, he joined vocalist. quite recently. 
I, I original mean, member, according to he, he has almost exactly the same name as me, so this is something <laughs> that I have paid some attention well, to. I'll be honest, that's the reason why it's a question. Uh, he also he also was uh, at a retail store um, that is staffed by somebody that we know, and she ran his debit card and told him about me, and he asked if I was married. Fascinating. Yeah. Whoa. I should probably not share that on a podcast. <laughs> Public information now. <laughs> but it would For be all twenty-two yeah. people. Yeah, but then I would be like Zen McCurdy McCurdy. I would be like the Courtney Taylor Taylor of being McCurdy. Yeah, <laughs> see, that's the only reason you ask. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you're gonna, get, I think that's if you're a gonna totally, get Joe totally Mary, do it for a good name. Yeah. yeah. I, I I feel like I could work that out within my current relationship. <laughs> I mean, you don't. You don't even have to get married. You've already got the name. Well, right, but it's, I want to hyphenate it. McCurdy McCurdy. Just, <laughs> Why, yes. why wouldn't you just go to McCurdy Cube or McCurdy Squared? That's ooh, actually, ooh. I don't know if you could do that in the naming office would let you put a like a square symbol on your name. You McCurdy can, hyphen squared. You can change your name without getting married also. That's true. McCurdy it's just electric easier. It's just easier if you get married. It just gives me an excuse to mention one of my favorite tweets I've ever made, which was simply, want to feel old? Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody stopping you. Yeah, <laughs> literally nobody. It, it's impossible to stop. You By cannot the opportunity be to marry someone with the last name Adkins. I think I would. Trace Adkins. Rather good start. Die. <laughs> you would rather die than marry Trace Adkins. Yes. Hmm. Interesting. Yes, that is my only two options. You know what? You know what? This reminds me. This is another thing like this that I keep meaning to mention. So I have a Facebook friend who has a Facebook friend that I don't know, but comments on his Facebook page a lot. And his name is Brandon Adkins. Well, that's unfortunate. And it's not Atkins. If Brandon Atkins would be freaky enough, that would be like totally your like. <laughs> we would have to have him on. You with a mustache. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, no, does he wear glasses? Brandon Atkins. And it freaks me out every time I see it. I'm sorry. And I'm so glad that I'm so glad that I finally had an excuse to bring that up. I used to when I was a child, I used to fantasize about my last name being Hawk because that was so much cooler than Hawkins. <laughs> you know, you can change Hawk. it. That's you true. can just change it right you now. You can just change it. Nah, the ship sailed. <laughs> that ship sailed. You know, you know what? You're never too old. You're never too old to so have, have the, a terrible the name, name of your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> that dream the winds of that dream uh. have passed through the mists of every morning since. So uh, speaking of lists of names. Oh, that's what we're doing. What's doing the it. difference between a gaffer and a best boy? Gaffer has tape. That's an answer. Uh, the gaffer is... Uh, the best boy works for the gaffer, I believe. That's correct. Yeah. Um, and so that's, and a, tape. that's a difference. Mm. I believe that the gaffer is the human in charge of the best boy who is a good dog. Kristen, do you, do you have an answer to contribute or no? Uh, I really don't know. Because, I mean, I, I definitely know what a gaffer is, but I just don't know what a best boy is. Well, uh, Mike's answer may or may not be right. Uh, the, I think I'm thinking of key grip and grip. That's mm, that's close. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're similar. Uh, the gaffer is in charge of executing the lighting. Whether or not they do that themselves or whether they have minions to do that is uh, ambiguous depending on the size of the crew. The best boy runs the department. And oh. so maybe like, you know, takes care of safety and training and staffing and scheduling. So it's actually backwards. Oh, I mean, but they're like, they work for the gaffer. The gaffer's still okay. directly okay. in charge. They're, they're, they're the best boy's like a uh, secretary. Wh uh, which one wears the pants? Um, whoever wants to. Not the dog. Uh, it's a free world. So it's yeah. the gaffer. Yeah, it's uh, 2017. Now. A woman who is in the position of running the lighting department uh, can be referred to as the best girl. That, that isn't some credits of some movies. 
Um, And I have a follow-up question, which is, who is credited as the worst boy in the credits of the film Airplane? (laughs) It's got to be one of the producers. Sadly, no. (laughs) Zemeckis? No. Mm. When did Airplane come out? 80s, Early 80s. 70, yeah, like 83. I think it was late 70s. I always think it was late 70s. I, mean, I want to say it was 77 or 78. I'm, I'm just going to look that up. The answer is Adolf Hitler. <laughs> so, I mean, we were on does, the right track. Does that mean that Adolf Hitler has an IMDb credit? <laughs> yes. Uh, Probably more than one. You know? Probably. I think Riefenstahl is on IMDb. Oh, goodness. Oh. oh. You are actually allowed to just make shit up and put it in your credits. And I don't know why I didn't um, think of that. Airplane came out in 1980, so oh, wow. split the right difference. Yeah. I'll be ding-dinged. Me too. Before I was born, I think of myself as living through all the 80s, but that's yeah. not true. I did see Empire Strikes Back in the theater that year, though. Okay. Yeah. That was 81, though, wasn't it? Yeah, that was 81. Strikes Back, when, yeah, 81. Me too. Yeah. I didn't. No, you're a child. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. Am I the youngest person in this room? I think so. That's really a weird situation for me to be in. That's never a situation I'm in anymore. I, I am th- going to be 37 in like two weeks. Yeah. I'll be 37 in six months. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow, people have ages. Mm-hmm. Does everybody here have an age? <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of a personal this. question, Ed. <laughs> Here, here's a question that's not personal. I, I don't know if we can talk about that on our Sex Positions <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast about the sex positions of the founding fathers. Do you know when you take two quarters and you rub them together real fast so it looks like you have three quarters? That's what happens when we have two topics. <laughs> There's, the there's, an, there's an illusory third topic. Okay, hold on. Go back to the part where you rub quarters together. You've never seen that? No. What? You've never that rubbed two quarters together? sounds like a euphemism. Yeah. yeah <laughs> no, I saw it in Thailand. Um, Sometimes when you got when all you've got is two quarters, you hold them in your hands between your finger, your index finger and your thumb, and you rub them together, and it makes a sound that attracts leprechauns, and you can steal their gold. <laughs> and what situation do you, are you like... People are going to think I've got two quarters. Mostly Irish. Mostly <laughs> Irish <laughs> situations. I'm going to blow their minds. <laughs> Check out these two quarters. Watch a display of wealth I tell, here. I tell you what, it doesn't matter what you, it doesn't matter when how fancy those quarters are. Maybe six year olds. Maybe not leprechauns. Yeah. Leprechauns are not that easily impressed, but no, six year olds. This was a trick what, I learned when I was six years if old. If you get so. a leprechaun to show up by Same. magic and you manage to summon them, they will be impressed. It's in the contract. I would, sh- Brandon, I would show you right now if I ever carried cash anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I might have a couple of quarters in my backpack. Right. Grind those directly. Into this the seems like a great, yes, this a great, great trick for, for radio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, she's searching for money. Okay. From 1970 to 1993, Gore, Oklahoma, was the primary U.S. US producer of what kind of cake? Blood. Bl- bl- I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, blood? It's called gore. Was it uh, coconut cake? <laughs> coconut cake. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know that Oklahoma is um, renowned for its coconuts. Uh, well, uh, Co- Coconut? Is coconut any- cake is a southern thing. So, oh. Is Oklahoma kind of the south? Oklahoma yeah, is the south. borderline. Yeah. That's uh, what happens when you turn an Indian territory, in, which is essentially all the states, I guess. <laughs> And then some. What kind of cake primarily produced in Gore, Oklahoma from 1970 to 1993? Pound cake. Uh, no. no, angel food, angel food cake. 
Are you, are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. No, German chocolate cake. Okay. Final answer. <laughs> Final answer. Uh, Twinkie, uh, Twinkie cake. Twinkie, Twinkie cake. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give you a hit. Hint. I'll give you a hit. Um, give him a hit. It was cake. produced by the Sequoia Fuels Corporation. Oh, is it? Is it like yellow cake uranium? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sequoia Falls uh, Fuels Corporation produced yellow cake urania, which sounds a lot like urine. Uh, a type and of urine, a type of urine concentrate powder obtained from leach solutions. Urine. What I'm saying is nuclear weapons are made out of piss. Everybody knows that. Everybody. Actually, in Go- everybody. I think it's, in, I think it's orange. Not everybody yellow, in Gore, Oklahoma, anyways. Mm. Orange. Mm. What? Uranium is orange. Uranium is I believe. Orange. Until oh. you cake it. Until you cake it, and then it's yellow you cake. cake it. Yeah, oh, I don't know what color you're wearing. I've got one last question, but does anybody else want to hop in? I'm I'm all out. All right, Kristen, can you tell us something about what you're looking at? Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna hum okay. into the uh, into the microphone. All right, I'm gonna do the quarter thing now. Baking you, in you the good times and bad times. Okay. Are you, kind of looks like you should a third probably part. do that in front of the microphone, not in front of... I don't. I was nervous about it because I don't know how irritating the sound is really going to be. Do, does anybody... If you do it fast enough, does anybody, the illusion works. All right. I, is everybody ready for my reaction? Does anybody see the leprechaun? Be recorded? Yes. Holy shit. All yeah. right. <laughs> good. You good saw, work. You good saw, work, all right. everyone. All right. You saw the leprechaun, didn't not you? Not me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to be impressed. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So again, it's for six-year-olds, basically. <laughs> you you it seriously is. That's yeah. when I learned it. Um, okay. Wait until you see what happens with uh, this pencil. <laughs> oh, shit. Whoa. Oh, hell. That thing is rubbery. Yeah. It was all bending. Huh? I wish you could see this, uh, listeners. It's yes. truly a mind So many sex positions. Ne- next on our visual arts podcast. <laughs> Speaking of uh, this things painting. that blew people's minds. Uh, in the 1770s, around, uh, you know... The time of Benjamin Franklin. Uh, one Dr. And James Graham. And yeah, exactly. We've got a theme here. Uh, a Dr. James Graham constructed a temple of health, which promised to cure all manner of ailments uh, by means of electrotherapy. Different guy. Uh, in addition to a powerful magnetic seat, which was in all caps, <laughs> and a massive air pump, which delivered aromatic gums and chemical essences converted into a mild balmy vapor for fumigating the lungs... Wow. Invented aromatherapy. It also contained the great Apollo apartment for a fee of 100 pounds. And that's 1770 pounds. That's presumably sterling silver? Yeah. Where couples could rest on a highly electrified canopy bed, which was promised to produce, quote, strong, healthful, and most beautiful offspring. My question to you is, does my insurance cover this? And if not... (laughs) Do you like have to? Can I buy an exchange plan or something? How do I make it happen? Th- that sounds to me like a procedure that was so expensive it required the creation of medical insurance. Yeah, that no, nobody could possibly afford it. That's what s- spurred the market in the first place. They were like, "We got a cost share." That in corn Yeah, flakes. yeah. <laughs> uh, dull and unvivacious uh, sperm and/or eggs are now counted as a pre-existing condition. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> Vivacious eggs? Unvivacious. Unvivacious eggs. Now, you do not, you um, do not want to have. Yeah. Well, you don't want to have overly vivacious eggs. You want either. you want eggs of an appropriate vivaciousness. <laughs> right. I don't want to not too. You, you don't want eggs that just sort of like <laughs> leap out of your uterus. You want your eggs to not be not be real slutty, you. just yeah. slutty enough. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, sparkly and beautiful. I don't, sparkly. I don't know. 
I don't know. Sparkling beautiful. By Vicious Eggs. Like they're like they're dance to go to the club. That is my dance cover band. Dressed? Dance yep. dressed. Dance mm-hmm. dance. <clears throat> I heard that, Chris. Good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad somebody's enjoying my muttered jokes. <laughs> It'll, it'll work out in post. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Think Again, my friend. The show is produced uh, by us. And I won't. Oh, not by me. No? Nope. You don't want producer credit? I, nope. I'm not a producer. I'm a man of action. Okay. Who's our best boy is the question. That's Who's obviously Ed. That's obviously yeah. Ed. He's a, he's a very good boy. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yes. That's yeah. true. Kim Kim uh, Kim Armstrong gets credit this episode for you, being the gaffer. If you give me a good pet and my legal tips. <laughs> Just uh, consonants were supplied by nobody for this program. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're back on iTunes. Think again, my friend. Show. You don't need our URL to find us on iTunes. Uh, it's just, I think we used to have a comma and now we don't. You'll find us. You're smart. You'll find us. Um, yeah. If you were listening to this, you have literally found us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Congratulations. We, you won. We we appreciate you so much, especially for making all the way to the end of this. Yes, for making it to the end of this and for, for lasting through the summer as we took a little hiatus again. Yeah. Had to had to do some summer stuff. And it was course, real hot out. Yeah. Oh all God. summer. It's hard to podcast when it's hot. It's true. Uh, and thank you, of course, to Tom Henderson, our remote wild correspondent. Roving reporter Tom Henderson. Yes. We miss you, Tom. Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Tom. Keep, it, keep it real out there in Chicago, Tom. Uh, Tom, this chair was cold when I sat down, so work on that. <laughs> <laughs> He just heard you were coming and ran away. That's <laughs> so familiar. Thank you for listening and good night. Oh, wait. But, oh. Sorry, I should have been faster with this. All right, good. Somebody's got to do the together. trick. <laughs> Support us on Patreon. <laughs> Is that where that comes from? Like you, you, if you rub them fast enough together, then you get you make more money. Probably there was some musician that would. Well, you start with. That. I mean, no, no, no there was no musician. Eventually, you get the dimes, which seems like you're going backwards because dimes smaller than nickels. Nobody true. can figure that out. But if you get the three dimes, then you can create a quarter. Well, that, that's just a bad ROI. <laughs> there, probably there was some magician who came up with kind of a, a next step up from pulling a quarter out of somebody's ear where you would do that and then produce a third Never quarter. pay more than a quarter for a leprechaun you fell on the street. No. We're still recording. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Because we're... Because uh, the jokes don't stop. The jokes don't Can't stop. Can't stop. Yeah. Stop it now. Our theme contains elements from the album, Waves of Energy, by Synthetic Synergy. Our show is copyright 2017. All rights reserved.